Give the secret handshake. Check your cloaks and remove your tinfoil hats. This is the Illuminati Social Club. The podcast you don't want they to know about. This is bullshit. This series presents information based in part on theory and conjecture. The producer's purpose is to suggest some possible explanation, but not necessarily the only ones to the mysteries we will examine. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, and Happy New Year, the first episode of 2018. Hope you enjoyed our holiday special of the uh, the very first uh, In Search of uh, TV show. A uh, lot of fun to do. That that was just a blast. A um, lot, lot of redundant inform- information from earlier in the in the uh, you know er- earlier in our series. But uh, today we come back with a little more cryptozoology. Yay! Yep. The I don't know. Is this one bigger or it, 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 is this the biggest? Is this like the the you know? I mean, Bigfoot is you know, a big deal to a lot of people, but is, is the Loch Ness monster even bigger? Yes. Okay. So yes, we are talking about the Loch Ness monster. Uh, so where to begin? Um, apparently the in search of cameras, uh, captured the Loch Ness monster on film. Oh, no, I'm sorry. They captured bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I feel like bursting into Don Ho? Tiny bubble. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a couple weeks ago, I, 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 in error, said that that episode, you know, appeared to be the first episode recorded. No, this was the episode where... Leonard Nimoy comes out and introduces himself. But the turtleneck and, is back. Yes, yes. And, and he is wearing a turtleneck in that episode. So they they did have a turtleneck budget uh, for this episode. But uh, Steve, I'm going to start with you this time. You know, new year. Let's let's start with a new order. What were your impressions of this episode? Uh, well, I mean, I've I've. Like Bigfoot, this is one of the things that I've been following uh, throughout my life, um, mm-hmm. since starting, starting as a little kid. Um, there wasn't really anything that I hadn't seen before. Right. Um, and it, it's, it's a case, again, where they don't tell you everything. Mm-hmm. And so sort of the half-truths um, <laughs> sort of lead them... Or, or their half truths want want you to believe, make make you believe in the story, um, right. and, and and as we go through, we'll, I think we'll sort of see that at, at one point where they just give us a whole a, a very short group of clips, photographs, um, and videos, as if that the weight of that evidence is supposed to convince you that the Loch Ness monster was real, even though they don't like take the time to stop and talk about um, the validity of the photographs or the validity of um, the video um, as, as if it's just, if we just give you a whole bunch of stuff, you know, by sheer weight of evidence, we will convince you. Right. Oliver, your thoughts. 
this to me is the greatest tourist marketing scheme oh. ever. <laughs> I ever. I laugh I laugh that well because that's actually one of my show notes. Oh really? It's oh yeah. It, I've been to Northern Scotland and I can I can tell you it's very beautiful. But but you know if you're into that kind of thing, but um, nobody would go in this in, in this neck of the woods ever on a major mm-hmm. on a major way mm-hmm. and you know they they locked on to this myth and they've just milked it until it mooed i mean it is <laughs> it is they are they are uh they've done such a wonderful job at this there's so mm-hmm. many when you really sit down and you think about it we're going to talk about this later uh we should also mention that uh, uh penn and teller bs did a wonderful uh, episode on this as well once yes. you start asking like real questions, it mm-hmm. just completely dissolves into yes. into just woo. And and on the uh, on the Illuminati Social Club website, the post for this, I will link again to that video on cryptozoology from Penn and Teller. Right. Um, we we did link to it in the Bigfoot episode, and I think it I think it just bears repeating. Um. So, yeah, uh, what struck me, first of all, is they show all these boats out on the uh, out, out on the lock looking, you know, throw, throwing equipment into the water to to try to find, you know, this mysterious creature. Well, first of all, wouldn't that scare the mysterious creature away? You know, you put 50 boats out on the out, you know, out in one area, you know, I'm sorry, but that. That thing's not going anywhere near it, if it even if it existed. True. <laughs> and, and and my favorite was the famous photo. Uh, that that famous black and white photo yeah. of of the monster taken in 1934 on April 1st. By a doctor of, and I quote, impeccable reputation. I wrote, the, I wrote that down too, Jason. What does that mean? <laughs> he, he can't lie. We, we do know now that that photo was actually probably an April Fool's joke. Um, it was a toy. And... It was a lot smaller than you think it is. Yeah. So, yeah, the the doctor who took the photo was apparently of impeccable reputation. Does that mean he'd never been sued for malpractice? Like, uh, I I don't Maybe. I don't know what impeccable. That's a really wide ranging uh, title. <laughs> that that that's called um that's called an in search of uh title to attempt to. Enhance his credibility. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because they, they kind of need that because they also didn't really mention where um, the photo was first um, published. Mm-hmm. It was first, first published in the Daily Mail. <laughs> um, oh, well, that just lends it all. That just lends it all the credibility in the world now, doesn't it? Now, if you don't know the Daily Mail, the Daily Mail is an English tabloid. Um, uh, and and um, uh, an extremely right-wing English tabloid. 
Um, mm-hmm. and, and when I say that, I, I am serious that that the guy who ran the newspaper at the time, um, Lord Rothmere, Harold Harmsworth, um, was a Nazi. Oh, lovely. Right? You know, I'm not, I'm not I, he, he was friends with Hitler. He was friends with Mussolini. Right. He was also uh, he was also kind of the P.T. Barnum of the newspaper world. Right. Wow. He would he, he would do all these kinds of weird promotions and stuff like that, all intended to sell his newspaper. Mm. Um, and so I, I, I obviously don't know for sure, but I suspect that, you know, they were looking at this saying, well, the newspaper itself doesn't have any credibility. Mm. So we have to shift any possible credibility to the person who took the photo um, to bolster our idea that this might actually be an authentic photo. Hmm. Um, I always do Steve was a guardian man anyway, but um, <laughs> yeah, gonna... Steve's, Steve's right. He was the kind of, the, he was the precursor to Rupert Murdoch in a hmm. lot of ways. I'm, I'm going to link to um, the daily mail song uh, from uh, it, it's a YouTube song that came out many years ago, but it, it's still funny. Um, it's just, it's a song with all sorts of really hilarious headlines in song form. You'll love it. Um, that, that'll also be on the website. Um, maybe I'll even tack it on the end. Um, so yeah, we're, yeah. So that, that photo first appears in the daily mail. Well, I'm, yep. I'm sold. I'm sold. It must be real. Loch Ness Monster is real. Ladies and gentlemen, let's all go to... No, wait. Um, So going back to the Bigfoot episode, uh, as I said there, how could a single monster exist? How how could only one exist uh, in perpetuity, apparently? Yeah, this is where where the logic starts creeping in, is that, you know... If, if we assume that this 1933 picture was real of something, mm-hmm. that means that the actual Loch Ness Monster is pushing 100 years, well, pushing 80. Um, <laughs> so you have to take into account the lifespan of whatever it is. And the other thing that was pointed out, and this is really the most basic thing you need to know, is if the Loch Ness Monster exists, what does it eat? Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, that's the other thing. Uh, you know, these are just basic questions that can't be answered no. because it's impossible. I mean, if you think of when they're talking about the size of it, supposedly uh, that it is, um, we know that small whales eat tons and tons of plankton to survive. Mm-hmm. So you would have to have some crazy amount of fish in there. If you're considering it to be, you know, uh, you know, of the same species, and right. that's what it eats, right? Um, it's there is one thing that that kind of struck me at the start of the episode is that they said that they don't know how deep the lake is. Now this is mm-hmm. in 1977. Do we know how deep Loch Ness is now? Uh, let me I would look. think we have the technology to do that. Uh, well, let's see. So let's see. Uh, maximum length is uh, 22.5 miles. Maximum width is 1.7 miles. Average depth is 132 meters or 433 feet. 
Maximum depth is 744 feet. So, yeah, maximum depth is 744 feet. So, and, you know, the average is about 433. So, and how deep is Lake Ontario? For it's well, for just to throw it out there. Let's see. Lake Ontario is length is 193 miles, width is uh, 53 miles. Uh, average depth is 283 feet. Maximum depth is 802 feet. So. So it, it's it's. It's not as deep, but it, we're close enough, right? It's raw, you know. It's it's roughly in the you know in the ballpark. Yeah. So as far I mean, as as far as depth goes, right? Um, as far as and, size, it's way bigger. And <laughs> I mean, it has uh, it, it has the same entrance to the along the St. Lawrence to the ocean, the same mm-hmm. access, which they keep on going on about in this episode, as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, not taking into account, well, they seem to imply that this came from the ocean. And then mm-hmm. ended up up in a freshwater lake. Well, that just defies. That's a problem right there, <laughs> because how can it go from salt water to fresh and, and survive for ninety years? I don't know much about fi- fish, but I don't think that works. Uh, no, I think the only well, the only way that works technically is salmon, and that's even, uh, you know, that just goes from uh, gestation to birth. Um, right. The, you know, the salmon, and oh yeah, by the way, there's salmon in Loch Ness. Yeah, and in Scotland. Yeah, and, and, and as we'll also find out, there's eels there too. Uh, there's also sturgeon, um, and sturgeon is grows to be big mm-hmm. as well. Um, I don't know if you know, there's there's a series um, called River Monsters, with mm-hmm. a biologist named Jeremy Wade. Um, and he, he, I forget which one, I think it was in Alaska. He did, he did one of these, uh, lakes that allegedly had a, had a river, mo- a monster in it. Um, and he was standing there up to his waist in water, holding up this huge sturgeon saying, <laughs> you can see why people might mistake this for a monster, right? <laughs> because it's huge. Like, like he's struggling to hold the sturgeon up mm-hmm. he's using both hands. And he's st- standing there going, you can understand why somebody seeing this would mistake it for a monster. You know, and mm-hmm. basically what he was saying is that there's no monster in here. It's just very large sturgeon. So, right. you know, it's, it's not a, a, a big leap to say, well, maybe it's a sturgeon, right? <laughs> I mean, and as to Oliver's point about um, them making a big deal about the access to the sea, one of the things that we see is, is that's how they kind of, their explanation shifts. Because before, well, there was, there's this, they were saying there was this huge monster living in, in Loch Ness. Uh, and then people came along, scientists and others, and said, well, why why aren't we seeing it? And then they go, oh, well, you know, that's because it doesn't live here. It just comes in from the river, right? And so and so, what it uh-huh. is, is is as people are proving that the Loch Ness Monster doesn't exist, they shift their explanation mm-hmm. in order to maintain the existence of the Loch Ness Monster, beginning with a monster that lives in the lake, to a monster that doesn't live in the lake, but comes in um, occasionally from the sea. Well, the lake yeah. is a summer place. Yeah, really. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 their, it's, it's their condo in Florida. Yeah. 
but um, they but they can they 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 can they completely conflict themselves through the whole episode because the you know the the kind of the payoff at the end of the episode is this trail of bubbles. Mm-hmm. But earlier they say, well, it's not really it may, probably not a mammal. Well, then mm-hmm. why is it surfacing and why are there bubbles if mm-hmm. it's not a mammal? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it they just they they completely conflict their own hypothesis during the whole episode. It's uh, Bigfoot. Yeah, really. Can we get can we get to the creepy priest as well, please? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is another thing about about lending credibility where none is none may not be there is that so they have a doctor of impeccable reputation mm-hmm. and then they get the creepy priest on with his collar on mm-hmm. and of course give him this big backstory of being you know of the of the the monastery that's there yep. as if this creepy priest because he has a collar has any more uh rep- impeccable reputation than the doctor does <laughs> so they do all this kind of trickery with it uh, yeah, and 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 it, it, I'm afraid it gets even creepier because okay. because because the priest that they interview, oh god, is Gregory Brucey. They they don't they don't they don't they only call him Father Father Gregory, um, and he was there th- from the 50s into the 80s. Oh no, um, and then um, perhaps predictably, unfortunately, oh, um, there were accus- accusations of. Uh, Physical and sexual abuse. Oh God! Not necessarily directly against him, against another priest, but at the very least, he would have been there at the time. So you've got this sort of gently soft-spoken priest with his collar, and meanwhile, I mean, obviously they wouldn't know this at the time because it didn't come out until uh, the two thousands. This abuse, but you know, mm-hmm. it's again, you know, they're. They're trying to create this credibility on people who are allegedly, let, let's say allegedly, because allegedly, he, yes. he was never convicted of anything, um, you know, um, but the suggestion that there was this abuse. Um, and so you've got perhaps, if not a, an abusive priest, at least somebody who watched the abuse and let it go and a Nazi mm-hmm. uh, with, with the Daily Mail. And so, you know, they've they've got. And they certainly would have known about the Nazi connection. So you know they're they're trying to maintain this kind of um, credibility. And Oliver's right. You put a priest in a collar, and um, the assumption is that you get an instant credibility. Of course. Uh, but there is what we should. Speaking of credibility, we should mention that there is one real scientist in this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's Bob Ballard. He's a real. He's a real scientist, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. He's the one but, that he's the one that mentions, you know, that it could be eels. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that that's what could be making the bubbles. Just they're they're, you know, because the way they dart through water, they do disturb the water. Right. <laughs> but um, no, my one of the lines that just I I laughed out loud when I heard it. Proof would be proof would be a close up, sharp focused photo. I, I laughed at that <laughs> just because we've never gotten one. But for some reason, but for some reason, every time a camera comes out, the monster goes away. It's like that. It's like that monster knows where the cameras are. It's like Bigfoot. Yeah. But and don't, yeah, be, I, don't, 
don't they also disprove their own theory by at one point they're saying that they they miked the lake during the the daytime and during the daytime it was all still and then at nighttime is when is when they heard rumblings did i get that Mm -hmm. correct yes yeah something like that so the fish or the mammal or whatever it is is nocturnal when do when, I'm not again I'm not a fish expert but uh, I didn't think that fish that fish or mammals that live in the sea had were nocturnal or not mm. is that a thing I don't know <laughs> I really don't know um we we will have to look that up we'll have to get to that in our uh, wrap up episode. Yes, write it down. Let me let me write that down. Our fish nocturnal. <laughs> Our fish or water mammals nocturnal. Okay. It, it reminds me of the Princess Bride, up, you know, movie with with the screaming eels. You know, they only mm-hmm. come out at night. It's like yeah. really. <laughs> um. Yes, and. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, I think we said it a couple weeks ago. I think we've said it in like every episode. Eyewitness accounts are not evidence. Nope. I, I like I like Ted Holliday's story. That's what's the, that? That's, I like Ted Holliday's story. <laughs> he, is that the guy with the, is that the guy with a killer beard? Uh, no. Um, no, no, that was Emery Kristoff. Okay, yeah. that beard was on point, yeah. people. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, I, I have that a prize winning beard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no. Ted Holliday is the guy who had the camera, mm-hmm. um, and then he put the camera down to talk to somebody, and uh, the Loch Ness monster popped up, and he went, "Oh, I need to get my camera." And oh, then he yeah. got his camera and came back, and the one he was talking to said, "Well, it's already gone." Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. The monster always goes away when cameras come out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and. And then they try to yeah they try to extend more credibility than it's than is deserved by talking about the National Geographic crew. Now, ladies and gentlemen, since its inception, National Geographic is not a peer-reviewed journal. It is a popular publication that is dependent on ad dollars. It is very well funded and a sensationalistic publication. <laughs> so there we go. There's your disclaimer. <laughs> well well said, Jason. Well said. So, yeah, they are not a they are a popular science magazine. That's it. They're not they're they're not peer-reviewed and they do they they have and and they have in the past even in the 1970s published uh, sensationalistic stories, including on the Loch Ness Monster. Um, This does not lend... They're trying to lend credibility to this myth by name-dropping National Geographic. And, you know, as, as we said earlier, you know, a doctor of impeccable reputation and, you know, having a priest. So, you know, this is just more... You know, attempting to bludgeon you with 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 credibility that just is not there. No. Um. And 
Yeah, they show, you know, they show like the National Geographic crew, which I think they had like five boats. Uh, there were other people out there in boats. It's like, this wouldn't at all scare the monster away, would it? <laughs> no, not if he considers it his condo in Florida either. Because I mean, yeah. I mean, it boats <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get the the real quick interview with our prize winning beard. Yes, uh, that, that is Emery Kristoff. And then we finally get a little bit of science, like some reality in all of this. And that is uh, the doctor who mentions that, you know, he doesn't think there's a lock. You know, he, he's pretty sure there's no Loch Ness monster. Um, he said, if anything, it could be eels. Because, well, eels exist there. Yeah. So... Yeah, yeah, and and apparently it, they, they usually they leave the lock, but if if they don't sexually mature, mm-hmm. um, they stay in the lock and grow bigger. Oh yeah, eels, I, I guess, eels can yeah. get big. Yeah, I, I guess it's like living in your mother's basement for. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo. Uh... Essentially, the Loch Ness monster. I think I think pretty much it's exactly what you said, Oliver. It's a tourist trap. Yeah, absolutely. It's a way to get people to come to Loch Ness, come to these villages in Scotland, and spend your money. Yeah, and good for them, but don't try and tell me it's science. No. Yeah. It's not science. It doesn't exist. Again. yeah, and, and and just I mean before before we wrap up, just just to sort of debunk one of the one of the theories. One of the theories was that it, that it's a plesiosaur, you know, a, a, a dinosaur oh, that God, that yeah. exists. Um, but I, I've and they probably they may not have known this at the time, but I have since seen another documentary about the Loch Ness monster, uh, and they talk about um, the plesiosaur. Um, and the Loch Ness monster could not be a plesiosaur, even if plesiosaurs still existed. They could not be uh, the Loch Ness monster because we think of the Loch Ness monster rearing its head up out of the water, mm-hmm. but the spine of a plesiosaur has these sort of bumps on the on it. Mm-hmm. So it would meant that while a plesiosaur could could uh, put its head down, it could not mm-hmm. physically raise its head up uh-huh. because the, the spine would not because they do have a full um, skeleton of a plesiosaur. So even if a plesiosaur did exist, it could not mm-hmm. be a Loch Ness monster because a plesiosaur could not raise its head in the way that people say it could because it's sp- it, the spine um, the, uh, would not allow it to raise its head like that. So, so just to sort of show that that theory has been debunked. And by the way, just to let you know, um, even here in Cleveland, um, we have, uh, if you follow me on Twitter or Facebook or anything, you know that, uh, our local AHL team is the Lake Erie monsters. Well, the Cleveland monsters now, but, uh, they were, when they won the Calder cup, uh, couple seasons back uh they were the lake erie monsters and they are named after yet another legendary creature that does not actually exist the lake erie monster (laughs) 
<laughs> so yes, they you know these these are these are myths that just they they move around. I I guarantee you probably somewhere in Nova Scotia there's probably some monster somewhere. Probably, yeah. There's certainly one in British Columbia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and they mentioned, oh, yeah. they mentioned they mentioned that in passing. Yeah, yeah, and in a future episode, they do actually talk about Ogopogo. So not really. So anyway, have we uh, have we have we put the the myth of uh, Loch Ness to bed? Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, well, happy New Year, everyone. Oliver, tell people where they can find you on the internet. Well, Happy New Year as well. If you have a Loch Ness Monster sighting, please uh, find me on Twitter, at Oliver Rockside. Also, uh, please uh, uh, think about joining uh, my two uh, new podcasts. Uh, one uh, is uh, reviewing 20 years of Law and Order. You can find that at the 27thPrecinct.com. And uh, my new one uh, called You're Just the Worst, the worst 100 songs in popular music with an asterisk. And you can find that on iTunes, Stitcher, and uh, SoundCloud. Excellent. Steve, where can people find you? Well, I'm just surprised that there was a Cleveland team that actually won something. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was there. Ooh, feel the burn. Feel oh. the burn. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was there when they won it. Wow. All oh, right. yeah. It was, it was a thrill. Oh, the, <laughs> the Cavs also won the championship in the same year. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. I but, just but, but to me, the minor league hockey championship was a bigger deal than the NBA championship. So, <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> anyway, you can find me on Twitter at Doc Pinko. D-O-C-P-I-N-K-O. And you can find me at AlienCG on Twitter. AlienCG.com slash ISC for the podcast and the notes and all sorts of interesting stuff for, for this episode. And you can follow the, podca- follow the podcast on Twitter. Uh, on Twitter at uh, Illuminati Pod. Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to buy a Loch Ness hat. <laughs> have a have a good week, everyone. Toodles. Happy New Year. Paid swine flu and road rage. Find Maddie, foreign baddie, put him in a big cage. Bureaucratic red tape, Facebook gang rape. Gordon out, Dave in before the country caves in. Ian Huntley gets his own jacuzzi and a gym in jail. It's absolutely true because I read it in the Daily Mail. Bring back capital punishment for paedophiles Photo feature on school girl skirt styles Binge Britain, single mums, pensioners Hoodie scum, oversexed and underage Foreign stories, half a page Criminals get marked suspensers Vouchers when released on bail It's absolutely true because I read it in the Daily Mail Ban this gay smart, I'm not racist, but car crime, knife crime, hang the cheating wife time, pop stars take drugs, teen boys wear hoods, sports stars have sex, bear shit inwards, Brussels politicians want to stop us drinking English ale. It's absolutely true because I read it in the Daily Mail. 
climate gate, petrol prices, potholes, credit crisis, gypsies, Russell Brand, time we all took a stand, modern art, where to start, trashed a lot of it, apart from statuette, a puppy, 50 quid plus P&P, Muslim women hiding stolen goods behind their veil. It's absolutely true because I read it in the Daily Mail. Poles paid to give blood, immigration like a flood, soft touch, British Isles, cancer from your mobiles, cancer from your laptop, cancer from your root crop, cancer from your shoes, from your dog, from your pen top, immigrants arriving on an unprecedented scale. It's got to be the case if it's written in the Daily Mail. They never mince their words in the good old Daily Mail. It's absolutely true, because I gather all my views from the Daily Mail. Thanks, Dan. Nice one. I'm just going to go and wash my hands, I think. I would if I were you.